Matthew Collar, who's uh, who's everything he does this week, sponsored by Sprint. Everything powered by powered Sprint. by Sprint. Yes. Everything yes. that you write, get it right. Every yep. time that you talk uh-huh. on these airwaves, every time you breathe, the yeah. air, yeah. you are you are being powered by. The fine people at Sprint, Man. and we appreciate. That it's just here at a, I feel ESPN. different since being powered by Sprint. Yes, yeah. So football, talk about it. Um, okay, so last night, You're concerned guys. about you, abduction or something? Honestly, I was God, so, okay. Quick aside. Do you use the family bathroom like I told you? You just I, asked I him to talk about football, and now you're no, doing no, but, an aside. No, 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 Judd brings up I, I, the bathroom thing. I derails was, the segments. <laughs> now I have to oh yeah, blame it on me. The bathrooms. I don't know where the family bathroom is, but the but the <laughs> the rest of like the public bathroom is like a three minute walk round trip. Let alone you know whatever you need to do when you're there. That's what I told you. Which by the way, it wasn't anything criminal. I'm just saying. Use the family bathroom. All right. Football. Back to Matthew Keller, who is powered okay. by Sprint right now. So last night, I took my powered by Sprint self to the Super Bowl experience, right? Now, I didn't try kicking a field goal. You can do that. But I was afraid to kick from 27 yards. That usually doesn't go <laughs> very well around here. So, um, But I got to see people make footballs, guys. Like, make an actual wow. football. They have a setup there, and there are three people, and they make a football, and then you can buy said football. No. And it's great. It was great because they come from a factory in Ohio where it's a town of like 2,000 people. And this one guy has made over 6,000 footballs, including every football that's ever been used in the Super Bowl. Now, they call it How the awesome pigskin for a reason. I mean, it like, doesn't start at the very, very beginning of the process, right? Dave, the nitpicking. Like the, the nitpicking. real beginning. Just, you're really picking Did me you meet here. the cows? Yeah. Did no, you meet the, the it's, pigs? Um, I actually don't think it's pig. I, I think the lady said it's made out of cowhide. So that's a misnomer. Wow. Oh, we've been, we've been misled oh, all yeah. these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. NFL for 52 years now. Yeah. Running so, the Super Bowl and it's all you know, fraud. Collar was thrilled by this, and I feel like you just shot the whole thing down, Dave. I, uh, I, I feel like he, he's a little kid, and he was all excited. I was. I was really I excited. I saw you tweeting. No, I'm, well, I'm very happy that they didn't start at the beginning because that sounds horrible for children. <laughs> well, first we butcher the animal. So I met a lady who was literally making these footballs 40 years ago that were used by, like, Terry Bradshaw and Bart Starr. And it's great. It's amazing. Uh, it's like a fine bottled wine, really. Do, do they age the footballs? Like, um, does it say, I, like, I smelled it. I smelled it. Yeah. It okay, I wonderful. found it. These days, footballs are typically made from cowhide or vulcanized rubber, making their nickname pigskin somewhat ironic. I found that on Google. Oh, that's great, great work, correct, Judd. Great. Uh, you'll be happy to know, Matthew Collar, that not only are the three of us on board with Alex Smith, third-round pick, something like that, Vikings quarterback, Sage Rosenfels joined us, talked football for 20 minutes, and spent the second half of it raving about Alex Smith. He's on board. We now have a roving gang, all four of us, looking to bang on the Vikings' door and, and Egan, Alex Smith, for a third round. Pick. Since I wrote about Alex Smith at our website, it was an interesting week of watching Vikings fans in my mentions say, yeah, okay, well, that would make sense uh, if there's no better option out there and, you know, second or third round pick's not too bad. And then Chiefs fans showed up to say, you can have him. He never won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, you know, when you go through this guy's playoff history, he's 2-5 and five in the playoffs, which might make you go, yeah, a little bit, right? But he has a punt returner fumble a ball in San Francisco. He's that close to getting into the Super Bowl. And then he puts up 44 points against the Indianapolis Colts, and his defense allows 45 points. They had in that like game. a four-touchdown lead in that game. Yes, 
Yes, and somehow that's Alex Smith's fault, right? And his overall numbers in the playoffs, the guy has a 97 quarterback rating, so he's basically the same quarterback that he is in the regular season that he is in the playoffs. And the funny thing about that is his playoff quarterback rating is higher than Tom Brady's. I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady. It just is. I heard it. Uh, I just heard (laughs) it. Yeah, better than Brady, clearly. Not take police. Good thing they're not circulating in the middle of Radio Row right now. But the biggest argument against Smith is, well, you know, when you need a comeback or things like that in the playoffs or you need him to step up in the big moment that he hasn't been able to do that. And I think that he has a few times and has been let down. I mean, in the first... Points also count in the first half, by the way. So when you get up 21-3 to or whatever it was against Tennessee, you should win that game. But then all of a sudden your coach doesn't decide to run the ball and run the clock out. Marcus Mariota throws a touchdown to himself. Sorry, I guess Alex Smith did that. Yeah. Alex Smith, you should have tackled Mariota. Where was he on defense? That's a good t- question. Right, yeah. And, and the other thing is, too, it's really just about the options. It's not that Alex Smith is a perfect quarterback because he's got a little bit of that same problem that Sam Bradford has where his third down yards per attempt for his career, not very good. They actually invented a stat about throwing short of the sticks on third down that after Alex Smith. Like, Football Outsiders calls it Alex yeah. because he did this so often throughout his career. So this is not by any means a perfect quarterback, but when you look at the other options, Cousins costing as much as he does, or Keenum coming back on a franchise tag, it's a one-year deal, but it would be 25 or so million dollars, or Teddy Bridgewater when you're really unsure of him, same with Sam Bradford, Smith makes the most sense to not be locked into him for a long term. And then if he's amazing, then you could sign him to an extension after that. I feel like the best term uh, for for this conversation is the word fit. Alex Smith, to me, seems like a really good fit. you've You've got a window here that's built around having what we perceive to be, besides the last game, a great defense, a really good defense. You've got an offense that you're not asking to go out and score 30 points per game, but you've got an offense that's good enough to to operate in a manner that can make them extremely functional and competent. And so all of these things, when you look at what Keenum can potentially bring or not bring, right, Teddy, we don't know. Smith, to me, is the perfect fit because he's not going to lose you games. He could win you games. But you're not. You're never going to get up to a podium after an Alex Smith start and say he's playing with a horseshoe, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And that that to me, if you're Zimmer, is a very important part of this discussion. Also, yeah. let me add to that. You're going to have to pay because people always think like, well, but you know, look, twenty million dollars. You're going to pay twenty million dollars for Case Keenum more if you franchise him. Yeah. So you might wind up if you if you wanted Case Keenum back on a one year deal. It would actually cost you more money than the one year of Alex Smith, but you'd, you'd give up a third-round pick. Right. I mean, you're, if you're talking about franchising Case Keenum, it's basically the same price or a little bit more than Alex Smith, and Alex Smith is the clearly more talented and accomplished quarterback. That with Keenum, the biggest question is whether he could continue doing what he did last year, especially when I just can't foresee this team playing with leads like they did so often during the season next year with their schedule and the types of quarterbacks that they have to go against it's really hard to see them winning with that same exact model where they're just up and you're throwing you know short passes all the time yeah. uh, the, the one stat that i included in the smith article was that case keenum completed 11 passes this year over 20 yards alex smith had 26 and you have two wide receivers who are incredibly good at going down the field and this is a guy who was a former number one overall pick and it was almost almost like last year he discovered 
oh, this this arm is a number one overall pick arm, and I can throw it down the field yeah, it like took that. Him Fifteen years or twelve years to figure it out. But but, yeah. but another thing with that is too that you know last year he had Tyreek Hill, who's a great down the field wide receiver. And that played a big role in it. And if he was coming to Minnesota, he would have two of the best down-the-field wide receivers in the in the NFL to go along with, I would project, a very good running game and a running back who is great coming out of the backfield as a wide receiver. Everything would be set up extremely well for him. So, yes, he did just have the best year of his career, but I think you could project him to have another very, very good year based on his supporting cast. Let's come back. Let's keep uh, the football discussion going. Matthew Collar's hanging out with us from Powered by Sprint. ESPN.com. Powered by Sprint and uh, the Sprint Purple Podcast. Appreciate that. Sprint, 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 Sprint. Yes, <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're live on Radio Row. It's Mackie and Judd. This is the best part about Radio Row. Over your right shoulder, Jim Rome's makeup artist just spent the entire commercial break like powdering his cheeks. <laughs> How's he look? Oh, we got kind of Where is he? Hold on, I got a view. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I can sort of see it from here. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Good but, stuff. Uh, it's love your cheeks. People walking by. Rock Jim, those cheeks. That would be that would that would be the one <laughs> unbelievable cheeks. That would be among the things about TV. Phenomenal. I couldn't take. Makeup. I, I don't know. Tell Sarah's anything wearing to, makeup yeah. now. I don't know if there's I mean, anything Tommy, to do with well, you. Know, Tom, it wouldn't hurt you, Judd. Tommy's wearing makeup. <laughs> I don't think it would help. I really don't. Well, I think it's fast. I mean, point. those cheeks get redder and redder every day. I, I, you know what? It's because the sun is, no, is shining directly the on. It's sunburn. Not the sun. <laughs> My cheeks are rosy because of the sun. <laughs> well, TV people like they carry around their own personal makeup kits too. So they just, you know, in a pinch, you can just apply it yourself. Shamefully, if it, if that's what it is for you, that might be it's a little touch up. Yeah. Uh, Collar is here. We're talking uh, Vikings, and this is the thing. I think the Vikings fans who are either listening or consuming Super Bowl things all week, it's it's just like it's too painful to dive into Eagles-Patriots stuff for them, so they'd yeah. rather hear reckless speculation about about Vikings. So let's, let's ask this. How likely is it that this defense will come back? Are we taking for granted that, hey, it's like all, all these guys are pretty young for the most part except for like Brian Robinson and – Ever since 30, but he's really 27 because he's such a physical freak. Are we taking for granted how good this defense can be for a window of time? Well, I would say this, that they're already an outlier. I mean, I, I did a study last offseason on defenses that stayed at the top who were all the way at the top five and where they went over the next three years. And very few teams were able to sustain a top five defense even for three years. So the fact that the Vikings have done this, it puts them in rare air with the Seattle Seahawks, and I think now Denver has probably done it too, and the Baltimore Ravens from some of the good Joe Flacco years. They had great defenses for a number of years in a row. But other than that, for the most part, teams can't sustain great defenses. I think that this team can but probably not number one in both categories, not with the quarterbacks that they're facing. I mean, they had a tough strength of schedule this year, but they also had every single player stay healthy. And in 2016, we saw Harrison Smith miss some time. They lost Sharif Floyd and didn't really have a replacement for him. They probably should have used Tom Johnson more in 2016 too. But, I mean, you know, you look at just how healthy everyone was if anybody turns an ankle at some point you lose Xavier Rhodes for six weeks or Trey Wayans or anybody then your defense all of a sudden isn't number one anymore so I would project them as top 10 maybe even maybe even fifth sixth seventh but projecting them to be number one I I think you're going to have to have an offense that can go back and forth with somebody else's offense and score 30 points to win a game as opposed to the way that they did it a lot 
this year. And that would be your argument against keeping Case Keenum around. Now, the argument for keeping Case Keenum around is, I agree with what Pelissero said, you know Case Keenum, you've had him in the building, and you probably shouldn't make your decision just based on playoff games. I mean, if we're, we're talking about that with Alex Smith, not making your decision based on playoff wins and losses, well, Keenum didn't play well in either one of those two playoff games, but you should have made that decision before you went to the playoffs because it's such small sample. And maybe if the defense plays really well against Philadelphia, they come out with a win even if you didn't play that well, and we feel completely different because Case Keenum would be in the Super Bowl. So all these things have to end up being factors for you, knowing you're going to have to score more points next year, but also not judging Keenum based on what we just last saw. My question uh, about Case is this, too. What did the two playoff games do to his next contract? Because, you know, clearly if he had gotten to the big game, yeah, your contract's going to be, you're going to have somebody go crazy basically and say, here's three years and 45 mil and we don't care. I wonder what, what this did now uh, to his negotiating situation and if it brings it back to a point where the Vikings are like, okay, that's, that's such a decent price to pay for a guy coming off a good year that will just uh, stay status quo and stick with Case Keenum. Now, somebody that I know is pretty well connected told me that there would be multiple teams that were interested in paying Case Keenum a big chunk of change, which I know is vague, but that means that he's going to have some offers. And if the Vikings want to keep him, I think they have to franchise tag him. Otherwise, they're going to have to probably sign him to something like a three-year, 60 or $70 million deal with a good amount of guaranteed money. So if you don't want to lock into him long-term, you probably do have to franchise tag him. I think what they would really like to do is find a quarterback that is either Case Keenum or Alex Smith or someone else, Sam Bradford maybe even, and then also have Teddy Bridgewater too. If they could find a way to work those two things out, which might mean using the franchise tag on Teddy Bridgewater and paying him a ton of money to not even be the starting quarterback, but giving an opportunity to, A, win the job or potentially sign a long-term contract after that. I think that they would like to do that. I mean, we know that Mike Zimmer loves Teddy Bridgewater like none of us love anything else. So I think that they don't want to just see him go, right? I mean, we know. Chud loves ranch dressing on mm, everything. Everything, yeah. And ketchup. And line of Kugel. What's the thing you put ketchup on? And yingling. Uh, Wraps. Chicken Caesar wrap. Uh, Wraps. Yeah, it's a little strange. It's not bad at all. It's It's actually pretty good. But I I think that they would love to find a way to have something secure and Teddy Bridgewater, too, which will cost you a lot of money, but they have a ton of cap space. I mean, they're going to have, if you take Sharif Floyd out of the conversation, because he's definitely not coming back, you're talking over $60 million in cap space. They could pour a ton of money into a quarterback situation and... Not, and not have it hurt them for this year. It's it's also potentially short term. Yeah, like if yeah. you if you franchise him, it hurts you a little bit, but it hurts you for one year, not four I, years. I'll, I'll go on the record saying I I I like looking at things from all angles, and I'm not shooting down the fact that we should look at things from all angles. I think there's a very very small chance, if any, that they would franchise Teddy. No other team has seen him play, so they actually have the leverage. Yeah, I mean they can say. Listen, I mean, no one's going to give you a starting quarterback's contract right now. The one guy that we kicked around earlier in the show that I need I need to know, is he the guy from 2015-16, or did he regress to something more normal in 2017 as Kirk Cousins? In fact, I, went, and I know that uh, passer rating isn't exactly the be-all, end-all for evaluating a quarterback's play, but if you rank the last three years qualified quarterbacks who've thrown you know at least 
400 passes total. If you rank quarterbacks based on passer rating, since 2015, it goes Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Number six is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins. He he has pretty incredible numbers, and I think one of the reasons why is because his defenses have been bad, and they're always in shootouts. They're always having to throw the ball. My mind immediately goes to a Thanksgiving Day game against Dallas, where he he threw for 440 yards, and it was just them going back and forth, back and forth in that game, and that's how they've played a lot. They've had, over the last three years, they haven't cracked the top 20 in defense, and I think the numbers get pumped up when you do that. I think Drew Brees' numbers got pumped up doing that. And this year you saw more normal numbers from him. He was still the leader in yards per attempt, so he's the GOAT. But, I mean, you you weren't talking about 5,600 yards because they're constantly going back and forth in scoring contests. So I wouldn't expect him to put up those kind of numbers. But he shows that with a really good supporting cast and a great offensive line, he can be great without those things. This year, Trent Williams was hurt quite a bit. At one point they played T.J. Clemmings. Yep. So yeah. it was bad on their offensive line. They also tried to replace Deshaun Jackson with Terrell Pryor. Not a good plan. Yep. Deshaun Jackson is special. Terrell Pryor still figuring out that position. So they lost a little bit in the weapons, and you saw him affected pretty significantly. And with the Vikings, you'd be setting him up with something really, really good. So any quarterback that you bring in, you have to assume, at least for 2018, that they're going to maximize what they can bring to the table at least if they have a big sample before, like Cousins and Alex Smith. The problem is just three, four years from now, if you're locking into Cousins for a $25, $30 million cap hit, is that hurting your supporting cast? Because something I checked into, actually I had Doogie check into it. He's the guy with the sources. Oh, just... Adam Thielen. Like I talked to a mid-level, act like, yes. act like a mid- you did to high-level source. Yes. Take, Winter yes. Park, Take the credit card. Although they're not at Winter Park anymore, so it was more an Egan. Okay, so uh, Doogie checked into what Adam Thielen's situation might be with his contract because he is now criminally underpaid. And it sounds like after next year, they're going to want to work on something new for Adam Thielen. So you're going to have to pay him more. Stephon Diggs has an extension coming up. He was just ranked ninth by Pro Football Focus in terms of best wide receivers in the NFL. He's going to want huge money. You've got Daniel Hunter. You've got Eric Hendricks. You've got Anthony Barr. All these guys need contract extensions, and you have to make sure that you can keep the supporting cast around if you don't believe that that quarterback in Kirk Cousins is special. Yeah, by the way, uh, Adam Thielen, so he, he got paid, but he's... He could go back to the table right now. He's like the 30th highest paid wide yep. receiver in the NFL. Yep. He could go back to the table and say, I ain't playing another snap until we well, rethink this again. I think he should. And Diggs is, Diggs is going to get paid huge. And, and Diggs coming up. So Diggs was the, rated slightly higher by PFF than Thielen. The, cous, so. the Cousins question with me is, is if the Redskins don't franchise him and he hits the market, the market's going to go crazy, I think. And so the question becomes: Do you do you want to give him that contract? Yeah, because it's going to be it's going to be you know Denver, the Jets, mm-hmm. potentially the Cardinals, the Vikings, and now you're looking at a five year contract that that potentially exceeds or for sure exceeds Stafford's contract. To your point, the question now is: Okay, four years down down the road, was that a great investment or did you make a knee jerk investment and now you're sorry that you did it? But would you? gamble on the salary cap continuing to go up and your salary cap savvy because think about someone like everson griffin they sign him to a contract extension but that extension allows them to get out whenever they want to so if they decided that griffin 
has peaked and started to go off the other side of the mountain in two years, they could just walk away from that deal. I mean, they are absolutely genius. Robertson's been fantastic for 20 years at this job. And that's the one thing with signing a Kirk Cousins to a huge deal that you probably can find ways to keep a lot of the supporting cast in place because your guy is so brilliant at, at manipulating the cap or uh, handling it well, I guess. It's, it's amazing. It <laughs> fine. With, with this team, it almost doesn't exist. It's just whether you want to be locked into him for a long term. I think that's, that would be my biggest question with Kirk Cousins is, would you rather have Alex Smith for a year and potentially bring back Teddy on a one-year deal if no one else is willing to sign him so then you spend a ton of money at your quarterback position but or one or two year deal or something for teddy but you could always turn back to teddy after that or if teddy looks great in camp you could just trade the other guy because somebody's going to be quarterback desperate it's always funny in, in terms of the cap manipulation of the vikings if you're if you're one of the five or six oldest players on the roster and you start to decline even a little bit you're taking oh, a pay cut. Oh, yeah. Yep. You're taking, yep. I mean, it's every one of them for the last 10 years, you're taking a pay cut. But is it, it, isn't it maybe the best idea to have the two quarterbacks? And then if you think about it, someone's quarterback will get hurt. Like, if let's say you sign Teddy to a Sam Bradford deal, like the deal that he signed with the Eagles, which was, I think it was three, it was three years, three years yeah. and something like $60 million. Yep. The first year didn't have a very high cap hit. So, of course, they can manipulate these things have a low cap hit in the first year let's say you bring alex smith in a trade bridgewater back on a three-year pretty big money deal and your plan is to turn back to bridgewater in a year but he looks awesome in training camp and somebody somebody's getting hurt there will be some quarterback every single year who goes down with an acl and then you can get a first round a second round or you keep your two because you're you're afraid that your guy might get hurt yeah right exactly there's nothing wrong with having two good ones i think that if you were laying out all the plans possible that's the best one because you can't afford to t- take that big cap hit for this year. You have enough space and not a whole lot of needs. Yeah. Matthew Collar, all of his appearances with us on every platform, presented by Sprint. Powered. It's powered. powered by Sprint. Pow, it just makes pow, me feel so much pow, more football powered. to have it powered Go by Sprint. Go power yourself around here by Sprint and just say Sprint the whole time. What? Oh, I, I'm wearing Sprint. Sprint. All, like, I'm with Sprint. Sprint. I'm with here. Sprint. Yeah, that you should be like a. That'd be great. Like sprint NASCAR. sunglasses, sprint hats, no. sprint under. Drive around in a little sprint go kart around no. the Mall of America. Sprint shoes. Why not just sprint instead? Actually, I'm wow. going to be sprinting okay, around, yes. and wow. we can go to break. To send wow. it's like easy, subliminal John. message. We need to make it work though hard. I think this may <laughs> have just jumped go to the break. shark. You can find Matthew at 15 <laughs> Bye, Matthew. Purple podcast. Bye.